is this right for me because I read it somewhere and it was right for somebody else? Or is this dangerous for me? When is too much too much? What is the limit? When do you take a hard look at yourself and be like, no, you need to stop here? (laughs) I got really choked up thinking about it and how we ask others to do so much for us when we are pushing ourselves to those kinds of extremes. Why can't I love myself enough to have let myself stop? It's about that drive that we all have to be extraordinary. And then sometimes we realize in that pursuit that maybe just being ordinary is where the magic actually happens. Hi, Elise Mason here with Jamie King for another episode of Shiny Objects. Today's episode is a little bit different. We basically sat down together and had a conversation. And I know, I know that makes it sound like a regular episode. But this time we were talking about a workshop we recently hosted for work. Uh, Flex and Flow hosted a bikini behind the scenes workshop, which means we talked to three incredible women athletes about their experiences training for and competing in bodybuilding competitions. These are often called bikini competitions at a certain level. And to be honest, neither of us had much knowledge or even I would say interest in bodybuilding or bikini, but this workshop brought out all sorts of feels and gave us all sorts of things to think about. So we basically had a chat about what those takeaways were and we wanna share that with you today. And if you want to experience the whole workshop in its entirety, please go to flexandflow.org slash workshops where you can get access to the full recording. I promise you, even if you're like, what is a bikini competition or why do I care about bodybuilding? This is worth a listen. Okay, let's get to it. Hey, Jamie. Hi, Elise. How are you? I am good. I have been thinking all day about my takeaways from the workshop that we hosted last night, the bikini behind the scenes workshop, which was so good. It was excellent. To be honest, I don't know a lot about bikini competitions and nor did I ever think that I would be very interested in the topic. And I was so riveted by the conversation that those ladies had and shared with us last night. I felt so connected to so much of it in a way that I just didn't, I didn't anticipate. What was the thing that felt most surprising in terms of what you connected to? I felt these connections to almost everybody's experience with their body or their image or activities. There's so much sameness to it. I think training for anything can often be super confusing and often lead you on a path that might not be the best path. There's definitely a way to overtrain or to overdiscipline or to overobsess about any activity. I see that with running. I see that in kind of all athletics. And and I, I resonated really hard with that, that feeling of, is this right for me because I read it somewhere and it was right for somebody else? Or is this dangerous for me? Or do I just keep pushing through this because that's what you do? And who cares if I don't have my period for a year or whatever? I resonated on that level as an athlete or somebody who likes to push themselves hard. Just kind of hearing other people's experience with that, it really hit home for me. And that feeling of like, 
when is too much too much? What is the limit? When do you take a hard look at yourself and be like, no, you need to stop here? How much is too much piece is not something that I ever really experience unless we're talking about wine or graham crackers. (laughs) But (laughs) the part that really stood out to me was when Casey was talking about how all of her roommates in college agreed to be on this same 1200 calorie a day diet and they were all eating the exact same thing and they were doing basically what some of their college friends who were men were telling them to eat so they were getting advice from 20 year old dudes and they were all doing the exact same thing and that was so different from my college experience where there was very much this thing about the cool girl like the girl who drank beer and ate cheeseburgers but was of course also you know super thin and fit but among my circle of friends if you were going to be on a diet that was something you would probably hide or you probably wouldn't admit to your roommates or your friends and so that window into a very different culture in terms of how you think about food and bodies especially for a college student was mind-blowing for me. Yeah, I had the same reaction. I I can't imagine being disciplined like that in any way. I imagine college athletes are, but my experience was just so different than Casey's in that respect. Just the willingness to give up on the social pieces of college. I just wouldn't have been disciplined or willing to give those things up. And I think I commented (laughs) during the panel something like my idea of nutrition in college was like, the, you know, the week I didn't drink both Friday and Saturday night heavily, and I subsisted on bagels and black beans, which is pretty true. <laughs> yeah. So I think those were health foods when we were in college, right? Yeah, it was totally healthy. So it just, yeah, it was mind blowing to me that she did that as a 19 year old in college and had the willpower and the willingness to stick to something that's so restrictive and regimented. Another one that Um, really struck me was Erica mentioned for her, it became this realization after she had her son that when she's training, it isn't just her. It's not just her alone in this training process. She talked about how her husband is also involved, even if it's peripheral, because he also has to be sacrificing or helping whatever her needs are, whether it's her food needs or her hours that she needs to keep at the gym. And that resonated so hard with me because I often feel that myself, um, especially now that I'm a mother. You know, one of my favorite hobbies is long distance running. And I think about that often, how it's not just me who's putting in these miles and this is the races and the whatevers. It's also Casey. And so that resonated really hard with me. And I got really choked up thinking about it and how we ask others to do so much for us when we are pushing ourselves to those kinds of extremes. Something we've talked about recently on Shiny Objects is about how much motherhood opens you up to realizing just how dependent you are on everyone else and how much your freedom becomes restricted. And so that example that Erica shared about really understanding that she wasn't just this free agent, but this was a much bigger thing that she was doing. I think that brought us all to tears, honestly. Like, I don't think we had a dry eye in the audience when Erica was sharing that part of her story. It was beautifully said. And also, I love that her husband has supported her 
through her competitive years and then also <laughs> continues to support her as she's changing course and changing her focus and her priorities. Because I think we all go through those transformations in different ways. And that's what I meant about that sameness. It's like when you go through a certain chapter that maybe isn't something that is going to be longevity. You're not going to be maybe doing bikini competitions when you're 80. I mean, I don't know, maybe you are, but I think we all go through chapters like that. And it's that self-discovery piece that I think we've all experienced to some degree. And then another piece of it, Lauren, we all listened to her episode about being enough. And I don't know who that doesn't resonate with, because I feel like she speaks from this place that's inside all of us where we have this little voice that tells us whatever it is that's important to us, whatever it is that we need for our identity, that little voice that constantly is just chipping away and being like, you're not enough. <laughs> uh, you didn't do enough of this or enough of that, or why didn't you do this better? And I just, I think about that. I, I've been thinking about that since listening last night and since uh, we had her on this podcast and and just trying to be more content with myself in this moment, like in the here and now, because that made me think about all the ways that I let that little voice cramp my thoughts. Absolutely. And to hear it from someone like Lauren, who basically won the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, to hear that she didn't feel like she was enough, that makes you realize that we're all experiencing those emotions, no matter how accomplished we are. Yeah, it's incredible. I read this article about, and this is related <laughs> to this ultra runner who gets together with his friends every year and they do this really fun like backyard camp out ultra. And he talks about in this article how he, unlike his friends who decided to call it quits at some point in the race and just sit around and drink beer and sing songs. And it's just this super informal, fun, you know, 24 hour thing. And it's, meant to be stay up all night and get silly, but he couldn't stop the running piece. He had to do the prescribed number of miles um, and he didn't even want to do it anymore, but he just couldn't stop himself because he needed to have that story to tell afterwards how extraordinary he was. And he just felt the whole time this massive FOMO, missing out on all the moments where his friends were, you know, belting out songs or telling funny stories. And, and he had to ask himself, what is it? You know, why can't I love myself enough to have let myself stop? And hearing Lauren's words and then reading that article and then thinking about my own experiences, I was just like, huh, we all do this. <laughs> we all do this. We somehow need to tell ourselves whatever it is, whether it's running or bodybuilding or writing or whatever, there's this need, um, some of us bigger than others, to feel extraordinary. And then sometimes we realize in that pursuit that maybe just being ordinary is where the magic actually happens. Yeah. And it's a weird thing to say that you're striving for, right? Like, I just want to be ordinary. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this reminds me of our podcast from last week when we interviewed Lynn Rogers, who was that Ironman triathlete who became paralyzed and had this crazy health journey. If you haven't listened, go listen to that. But what I think is so great about this bikini workshop as well as Lynn's podcast is these are experiences that most of us will probably never have. Probably the vast majority of us are never going to train for a bikini competition or hopefully most of us won't have a really intense and crazy and rare disease like Lynn has. But, and this is something Lynn talked about a lot, there's something about sport and athletics that gives us lessons and language for talking about common experiences that we all have. 
And I think that's what really came out of the workshop to me is that even if you have no connection to bikini or just like us didn't really know anything about it, even if you're not necessarily interested in bodybuilding or that world, I gained so much from hearing about their experiences because it's not really about the bodybuilding, right? It's about that drive that we all have to be extraordinary. Yeah, I think 100%. I think that's what I meant by sameness is we all have these same experiences and they manifest in different ways in each of us, like individually. Uh, We get influenced by our environment or our circumstances and our version of extraordinary is often influenced by what we're surrounded by. And I could relate. When I was in my early 20s, I learned about ultra running from another friend and I sort of just blindly followed in the footsteps. And It's interesting how that happens. And I wonder, had I been in a different place at a different time, surrounded by different people, would I have been on stage? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. An alternate reality in which Jamie's a bodybuilder and not an ultra runner. Or maybe you're both. I don't know. I don't know. But all of us, right? That's what I feel about that sameness, like where we all have that motivation. In some of us, it burns really bright. And some of us, it maybe is a little bit more contained. But there's that motivation (laughs) to have that narrative for ourselves that we're extraordinary at something. And whether sometimes that's a good, it can be a really good thing. And sometimes it can be a really harmful thing. And I think it's kind of trying to figure out how to be content with yourself. That's a really hard thing to do (laughs) every day. But I imagine there's people that are able to do that. And they're probably the people that you meet them and you're like, wow, they're the most Zen human I've ever met. They're drinking the secret of life or something. That'll have to be our next workshop. Yeah, (laughs) drinking the secret of life, the Zen masters. (laughs) Whatever they're drinking, I would like one. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shiny Objects. If you enjoyed it and want to hear more, we'd appreciate you subscribing and reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. We'd also love to hear what you're going through. Send a 30-second audio clip to hi at shinyobjects.live, and we may feature you on a future podcast. Thanks for listening, and come back soon.